Greetings once again, everyone. This is Anna Jones, and you are listening to my All in Sacred Time podcast. This is podcast episode number five, which I have entitled Midsummer Dreaming. The All in Sacred Time podcast that you're listening to are posted for free on my website and on iTunes on the new moon of every month, and they are designed to give deeper meaning to your life by helping you to better understand and consciously align with the cosmological and sacred energies affecting and influencing your daily life. Each month I talk about new themes and also things that are coming up for each month regarding celestial time, sacred time. So a new moon cycle is beginning and uh, there are several things that I wanted to share with you regarding uh, some important things coming up for the month of June. And what I will begin with, um, I think first I will talk about uh, the upcoming full moon uh, happening in June. I won't necessarily talk about all these things in sequence or order today, so I'll give the dates of which things are happening that I'm discussing. So I think I'll talk about the upcoming full moon in June first and then move on, of which uh, the, the, the major thing that I wanted to speak on today uh, is the subject of the summer solstice, which is coming up. The summer solstice is coming up very quickly. This is actually uh, the last moon cycle um, now that we are in for the spring season. Uh, so that the next time the next new moon comes around, uh, we will actually be in the summer season, and that will be the new moon for the summer season. Um, so this like upcoming full moon uh, will be the last full moon of the spring season, and it is coming up on um, Friday, June thirteenth, uh, in Eastern time zone. Friday, June the thirteenth. Again, if you're in different time zones, these dates sometimes vary. Uh, sometimes the actual date and time of the full moon uh, can vary uh, even to a different day. It can be the 12th uh, or the 13th. Um, So, But on the eastern time zone, U.S., which is what I uh, always calculate this report for, uh, even though I live in Hawaii and I'll be broadcasting these, uh, mostly most of these podcasts are broadcast from Hawaii, um, this is based on eastern time. So on Friday, June the 13th, uh, we're having a full moon and and um, this in the uh, Native American culture and tradition is known by uh, three different names that I've been able to find so far and come across in my research. Um, one is the strawberry moon because it is a time in which uh, strawberries are in season and it's time to go out and to pick and to harvest the strawberries. Another name for it is the hot moon. So again, this is the full moon I'm referring to, the full moon called the full hot moon. And again, that has to do with the fact that it is the last one of the spring and summer uh, is right around the corner and the energies and the, the heat and the temperature and everything is uh, beginning to rise and the heat of the summer is beginning to come in. So the hot moon is another name for that full moon. And then it's also known, known by the name of rose moon which is a, um, a beautiful name for it. Uh, it has to do, of course, with the blossoming of the roses, but it also has to do with um, the energies of the, um, the, the, the energies of the rose, uh, the energies of high vibration. Uh, the rose not only uh, blooms during this full moon time cycle, but, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still coughing, but this, this cough is here. Um, 
not only does the rose uh, bloom during this moon time, but it also um, blooms because of the energies of this time period. The energies of the rose are very high frequency, very high vibration, and the energies of the time period that we're coming into are, uh, especially for those of us, and again, this is all oriented for those in the northern hemisphere who are experiencing the upcoming summer solstice and who are right now in the spring season, uh, the energies of the rose moon are very high frequency and the energies are peaking. They're, they're reaching their uh, energetic, um, fr- the energies of light uh, are reaching their energetic peak and energetic um highest frequency. So that's another reason why the rose is associated with this. These things just aren't because you look out and you you walk out and you walk around and and, oh look the rose is blooming. They understood that the rose was blooming um, because of the energies of the rose and the energies of that time of the year being matched to one another. The very very high frequencies of energy that are necessary for the rose to bloom are present during this time of the year. and they will be present all throughout the summer months. So there are certain roses that will continue to bloom and, and, and bloom all throughout the summer months during that high peak of light, that high peak of high frequency vibration of energy. Um, they're also not nicknames that the Native Americans gave to um, the, the, the moons. And I, I was looking on some websites. Again, I always do research before these podcasts to uh, look at exact times and dates in which things are happening. And um, I've been aware of a lot of these things for a long time, but it's always good to look up the exact dates. And I saw, I came across a website that was talking about the Native American names for the different moon cycles and just re- refer to them as nicknames. Um, and they're not just nicknames. Uh, they, they actually represent something. The names are, are, are named after, again, not just because something is happening, but it really, because of the, the energies of that time too, right? It's not just because something, you know, physically, tangibly you can see, hear, or feel is happening or occurring, it's also because of the energies of that time that some of these names especially represent, which is why I want to make that point about the rose and the roses and the rose moon. So it's a high frequency, high energy time, um, and we have the the highest vibration of light coming in. Um, The other thing I'll say before I move on and talk about why this high vibration of light, why we're reaching this peak of the highest vibration of light for those of us in the northern hemisphere is I want to say just a little bit about the date itself. Um, Friday, uh, June the 13th is the date of the full upcoming full moon. And Friday the 13th in our modern day American culture um, has become something to be, uh, of which a lot of fear has been generated around because of uh, horror films and, and, and books that have been written which are horror stories uh, associated around the Friday the 13th uh, date. And this is just something of our modern making. However, um, it doesn't mean that Friday the 13th doesn't have some origins in history. Uh, it, 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 the, 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 the whole... Uh, historical thing began of thinking of Friday the 13th as being an inauspicious time uh, because of um, some horrific things and, and events and turning points that happened with the Knights Templar in uh, Europe. And um, so if you're interested in that history, I, I encourage you to learn more about um, the Knights Templar and the origins of the Friday the 13th uh, date being connected to inauspiciousness 
that in our modern day culture just got taken and somebody just started weaving and woving this this fear around it. Um, Personally, I do not ever find the number 13 inauspicious. Um, It's often a a number that is connected to um, the, the, the sacred feminine. The 13 is a number of the sacred feminine, the divine feminine. Um, it's also the number of how many moons or moon cycles we have in a lunar year, of which most of our ancestors and most of the indigenous peoples on the planet followed a moon calendar. If not exclusively, then, then they followed it uh, in addition to other calendar systems that they were working with. Um, they may have had other calendars that they used, but they also followed a moon calendar of which there's 13 moon cycles in a lunar year. So the number 13 also... Um, began to be thought of as inauspicious because of that uh, taboo towards the feminine and towards the sacred feminine and towards you know the the the, the moon and the moon cycles and and just all of that starting to become taboo. So the number thirteen began to be thought of as an unlucky number or taught or preached to be an unlucky or inauspicious number. Um, and it's just simply the energies of the thirteen um, is are the energies of the sacred feminine are the energies of the moon are there so many uh, energies associated with the the mysteries and the natural cycles and the feminine energy associated with that number 13 I think it's time that we undo some of the fear and I think it's time that we undo some of the um, kind of false propaganda and uh, fictionalizing of uh, things that have made people afraid of the 13th and the number 13 and um, have made people afraid of even Fridays the 13th. Um, time to undo some of that fear. The more we can get out of fear and into the light uh, and the light of consciousness and the light of truth and stay in that light, the better. And this is a time for all of us to be moving into the light because, um, again, here in the Northern Hemisphere, um, the summer solstice is very quickly approaching. Um, regardless of whether you're in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere, this is still a solstice that is coming up. Um, in uh, Eastern time, the summer solstice is going to be happening on Saturday, June the 21st at 6.51 a.m. Eastern time. So the summer solstice, Saturday, June 21st, 6.51 a.m. Eastern time is when it's coming up. But whether you're in the the northern or, he- or southern hemisphere doesn't matter. It's still going to be a solstice. Uh, it's just for those of us in the northern hemisphere, like myself, um, we are experiencing the summer solstice, and those in the southern hemisphere will be experiencing their winter solstice. Um, but it's still a solstice, uh, and it and it's means that the earth and the sun and the moon are coming into a special alignment, and another shift, another turning point is happening, another turn on the great wheel of time, on the great wheel of sacred time and natural time, another turn for the earth, another turn for the sun, another turn in our rotation, our dance, our journey around the sun. Um, begins, regardless of what part of the planet that we're on. Now, the word solstice, since everybody on the whole planet will be experiencing a solstice, whether it's winter or summer, we'll all be experiencing a solstice. The word itself means sun stands still. Sol means sun, and stis, uh, stands still, solstice. Um, so the word means sun stands still. And the, the ancients, um, actually were, were great cosmologists 
great astronomers, um, cosmology, uh, astronomy, uh, astrology, they were all interwoven, they were all intertwined. Um, in fact, cosmology really was much more of what they, they, how they viewed things uh, and, and how they, all, they, they aligned their lives, which I've talked about in previous podcasts. Actually, in some of the previous podcasts, I've uh, referred to um, and spoken more about sacred time and why I'm doing this podcast. So even though there's things in there that don't really necessarily uh, maybe apply to the time period, if you really want to hear more about um, why I've called this podcast All in Sacred Time and what that means, uh, you could review some of those previous podcasts uh, from the last five months to learn more about uh, sacred time and, and, and what it is and why it's important. And I will be talking about that in more future uh, podcasts as well. So stay tuned and make sure that uh, if you haven't already subscribed, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, via my 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 website, which is AnnaJonesOnline.com. Um, that's A-N-A-J-O-N-E-S, AnnaJonesOnline.com, or on iTunes um, by simply entering into the iTunes search engine All in Sacred Time podcast by Anna Jones. So you could subscribe to it um, uh, either, either of those places and hear me teach more about about either again through the previous podcast or through future ones about why sacred time is so important. What I want to do today is really stay focused on why these things that are happening right now um, are important and the energetic effects they're going to be having on us because uh, I have more of a limited schedule today for this podcast um, and I'm actually on tour right now in the Washington, D.C. metro area uh, and um, I'm offering private sessions as well as uh, teaching workshops, uh, Reiki training, etc. in here in the Washington D. Metro area um, from now, uh, which is uh, the May the 28th, this is being broadcast and released through June the 15th, actually I'll be here. Um, so I'm limited on my time today and I want to stay um, focused on the most important things like this solstice. Um, so I mentioned earlier that the sun stands still is how the ancients would um, actually, they, they would observe it. Uh, this is uh, something that it appears to us to do. Okay, um, Because of the alignment, because of the position, it gives this appearance that the sun is standing still. It doesn't actually stand still, of course. Um, nothing does in our universe. Nothing does in the realm of energy and spirit, everything is, is constantly moving, constantly evolving, and energy um, has to move. So light is always moving. The sun is always moving. The earth is always moving. But it gives the appearance of, because of the particular alignment, um, especially to our physical senses, um, into the naked eye, it gave the appearance of the sun standing still for three days. Um, so solstices, there's this energy of sun stands still for three days, where we're in an alignment period uh, the day before, the day of, and the day after the solstice uh, is when the alignment is happening. And um, we are experiencing the energies very strongly of the solstice period during that time. Um, so as I, like I said earlier, Saturday, June 21st, um, 6.51 a.m. Eastern Time will be the exact same time, the exact time of the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, for the day before, so on the 20th and the day of the 21st and the day after the 22nd, we'll be experiencing that solstice period, that sun sand 
standstill period um, of which the energies are at their peak and uh, it appears as if we are receiving we are receiving the highest concentration and it appears as if the sun is standing still and we're receiving this highest concentration it's also the longest the summer solstice is the longest day of the year um, so the night is the shortest night and the longest day. And the night that precedes it um, is uh, very well known um, because of Shakespeare's famous play called Midsummer's Night. Um, Midsummer is the name that um, the ancient people throughout Europe, especially the ancient Celts uh, and Celtic traditions, uh, but, but, but many people throughout Europe and the, the ancient uh, peoples of Europe um, um, they named this uh, solstice period midsummer, and why is that? Um, because it's confusing for people. Um, and, and in fact, they would think that you know that, that, that Shakespeare was referring to a time period maybe in uh, July or August. But um, the reason being is what I've been talking about uh, throughout this year, called the cross quarter points. Uh, the last cross quarter point we had uh, was what's called Beltane or May Day on May the 1st and I mentioned during that time period during that, that, that it was actually the last podcast yeah it was on during the last podcast that um, it was a shift in the energies and that the spring tide was starting to go out, meaning the spring energies were starting to wane and the summer tide was beginning to come in, um, meaning the summer energies were beginning to wax. They were beginning to get stronger and increasing. The waxing and the waning of the spring and the summer energies uh, shift during that time period of what's called the cross-quarter points. Um, so that by the time the solstice or the equinox, whatever the cross quarter is, comes, you the the, the tide is fully in. Okay, um, again, this is the term. Tides are the terminology that I like to use to help people uh, make sense of this. Uh, it's it's not something you'll commonly find a lot of terminology used in the, in this analogy, and you won't find a lot um, written in the exact way that I'm describing it, uh, because I've been really working for many years to try to really understand. Uh, what these energies are all about. Um, and so the tides analogy is the best thing that I've come to be able to understand it within myself as well as be able to share about it and teach it to people. So we just had Beltane or May Day in which the spring energy started to shift, meaning the spring energy started to wane, and um, they started to, the, that the spring tide started the process, again, it's a slow process, right? Started the process, the, spr- the spring tide started the process of going out, and the spring, the summer tide started the process of coming in. So from May 1st to June 21st, that tide of energy, okay, we're talking about not a, not a, not a tide of water. We're not talking about the ocean here. We're talking about a tide of energy. We're talking about waves of energy, right? We're talking about a tide, an ocean, a wave of energy, um, and a waves and oceans of light, okay? So that tide began to come in uh, on May the 1st. That summer tide started to come in. And by the time we reach the summer solstice from May 1st to the 21st of June, it's been getting 
soon gaining strength so that by the time Saturday, June 21st, summer solstice gets here, it's at full tide. It's at high tide. The energy of the summer and all of that light, um, all of that light that's streaming in, that's flowing in uh, on this tide uh, is at its peak, is at high tide. So it was considered to be midsummer, um, and mid, mid cycle in this season of tides, because then what will happen? The tide will start to go out. The tides of that energy, of that life force after the summer solstice and of that light after the summer solstice will begin to wane and the light begins to wane. That's why it, the longest day of the year is the summer solstice when in the light is at its peak. It's at the high tide of that light and of that light streaming in and of that light coming to us. And then from that day on, so, for, so starting from June 22nd on all the way until the winter solstice, that tide will continue to go out, that light will continue to go out, but it will the summer energy especially will start to wane. Even though it's the beginning of summer, so that's what's confusing to people. People are like, hey, wait a minute, summer is just beginning. Uh, you know, today's just the first day of summer, and that's important. The first day of summer is not Memorial Day weekend. That's a man-made construction. It has absolutely nothing to do with nature or the natural world or anything sacred or spiritual or anything that energet- energetically aligns us. It has to do with a man-made calendar, thinking that summer begins on Memorial Day. Um, however, I do think we all kind of relate to it in some way because of this tide coming in. We feel it, right? We feel that, you know, after a few weeks, after Beltane, after May 1st has gone by, that there's actually an increase of that energy of summer, that we're, we're feeling summer more and more. We're feeling that summer vibration, that summer light, that summer energy more and more in our lives. So I think that's why we can relate to the Memorial Day uh, man-made construction idea of um, summer beginning but the official yes the official start of summer and first day of the summer season is June the 21st but in this cycle of what I'm describing to you as energetic tides and and again I think of these energetic tides being energies uh, as well as 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 well as like waves and tides of light right Um, we're in mid-cycle of that okay of that so we're at the peak we're at the peak of the summer energy we're at the peak the high tide of that energy and um, then we'll be feeling its energy we'll be feeling the heat of the summer all throughout the summer months However, the light starts to wane, right? The days actually start getting shorter after um, September, I mean, not September, June the 21st. And it will get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter all the way till the next solstice, actually, till the winter solstice, of which there'll be another turning point, another major turning point that will happen uh, in this uh, sequence that comes at the time of the fall equinox. So it's important to understand. Um, I know it's a bit complex. I hope I've helped clarify it here a little bit. Um, you're always welcome on any of my Facebook 
Facebook pages to ask some questions. Um, I have the uh, Reverend Anna Jones Facebook page, the Archangel Michael and Legion of Light Facebook page, and the Magdalene Circle Facebook page, um, as well as a couple of others that I also uh, host and operate, but those are my, my three major ones. And um, people can come on and ask their comments, or they can go onto my website and they can uh, click the contact page, uh, the contact button on the AnnaJonesOnline.com contact button and send me questions about this if you if you want to understand this more. I will be continuing to describe this and help us understand this as the year goes on um, because this is just really important. I've come to understand that we are just so out of rhythm with the natural rhythms and this is one of the reasons why we're so out of balance we're really out of balance in our lives um and and everybody in some way to some degree some more than others uh but some of us are out of balance more than others but every one of us are out of balance in some ways in our lives and i highly attribute again it's not the only thing to attribute it to but i highly attribute the imbalance that affects us all that there's an imbalance that affects us all to the fact that we are out of rhythm with the natural cycles of the natural world, which is one of the reasons why I have dedicated the time and energy that I have been dedicating to to these podcasts and to uh, doing this at, at, at least for uh, this, um, you know, an entire cycle. I wanted to at least do it for an entire solar cycle, which is an entire year, um, an entire lunar cycle, actually because I began it on the Lunar New Year. I began this uh, this, this free podcast um, and I, I'm, lately I'm calling it a Cosmo or Cosmos Cosmological Report, all those names that I'm uh, calling it. Um, uh, I began it on the, lun- the, the Lunar New Year in February of 2014. So uh, my, my commitment is to continue to do it all throughout um, until the, the, the end of this so we can kind of understand uh, and you can kind of get more of a feel for it. So like I said... Um, the ancient Celtic people and many of the ancients of uh, European nations and European countries, um, they understood it to, they understood what I'm describing to you. They understood uh, this, this, um, this, this, this waves of energy, these tides of energy that would um, peak, and thus they called it um, midsummer. They called the summer solstice, even though it was the first day of summer. They actually referred to it as midsummer. Um, and midsummer's night, Eve, then of course, which again the famous play is written around and written about, would be the evening um, before that. And it's considered to be a time, which is the reason why the play was called what it is, um, of. Um, uh, dreaming uh, considered to be a time um, in which the not only are these energies of light at their highest vibration, everything is peaking. It's a the summer solstice again. Where those of us in the northern hemisphere were experiencing the summer solstice, the summer solstice is a peak of that light vibration. Everything's at its highest frequencies, so everything's peaking, and so it's a celebratory time. Um, it's a celebratory time for all the creatures of nature, all of the beings of nature, um, and, and a lot of the pictures for this time period depict everything in full. 
full bloom, the flowers in full bloom, the trees in full bloom, um, you know, the animals, uh, you know, kind of celebrating and happy and in full bloom during this time, uh, and, and, and people, like, in, in enjoying themselves, being more in um, the, the fluidity, the flow uh, of that light. And, of course, in our um, modern-day world, uh, we, we have a lot of things that uh, we begin during this time period. Of course, um, you know, we, we, we celebrate and, and honor th- many things on our secular calendars, um, you know, you know, but we start things during this time period. Uh, we start uh, summer vacations and uh, summer jobs and summer travel plans. And we start things that uh, we, we've, we've maybe been planning towards, hoping for, uh, working towards uh, for some time. It is uh, a very good time to dream new dreams uh, and to act upon some of those dreams, to take advantage of this high energy and to put some of your dreams into fruition, right? It's a time of fruition. The summer solstice is a time where that light and that life force energy that's associated with it and that wave of high frequency energy that's here at its peak can be used to bring anything and everything to fruition. So I'm encouraging everyone to use this as a time to bring existing dreams to fruition. Anything that you've already been working on, they can start to bring to fruition and bring it to fruition. Maybe not necessarily June 21st, but using the summer energy throughout the course of the summer, you will be will we will be experiencing these summer energies, okay? These energies that are coming in at this time during this peak and that will be with us all throughout the summer. We'll be experiencing them and they're the perfect time to bring something to fruition, bring it into blossom, uh, bring it into new growth, uh, expanded growth, actually, expanded growth. Um, so, uh, and it's also a time to dream new dreams. So bring the existing dreams into fruition and dream new dreams, which is why I call it midsummer dreaming. Um, so not only are we fulfilling and bringing to fruition things we've already dreamed and set into motion that now there's energy to kind of bring some of that into fruition, but um, it's also a great time to dream new dreams. Um, and that's one of the beauties of the summer too, is that uh, it's active and there's all that high energy to kind of be active and be more active, bringing that fruitive fruitative and fruition types of energies for activity but there's also a dreaming about it um, there's also an opportunity to slow down and to um, you know just sit on the beach or sit next to the stream or to the river uh, I, I highly encourage throughout the month of June um, connecting with water sources and the reason being is that there's going to be um, especially in uh, western astrology uh, there's going to be several trines that are going to be happening uh, within water signs um, and uh, at least two uh, but I, I, I believe I was reading about even more so there's going to be a, a few trines that are happening uh, within water signs during the month of June on um, these uh, you can look them up specifically this isn't necessarily an astrological report that I'm doing uh, it's a cosmological one um, so I don't really get heavily into all of the astrologies of everything also because um, there's I like to honor both uh, Western astrology and Vedic astrology, and this re- this report would have to be very, very long if I got into talking about everything that was happening throughout the month in both of those systems. 
but in the Western astrology system, um, you can find the dates of those trines. And um, just, but just know that it means that water energy, uh, which is natural to this time period, this this time period of the year anyway, is is at its peak also. Uh, and so it's good to be connecting with uh, water sources uh, during the course of uh, this 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 month. And um, they help you. They help you to relax. They help you to uh, balance your energies. Um, many of them, like water. Waterfalls and streams and rivers put off negative ions, which our body absolutely needs. Uh, we get an accumulation of positive ions in our energy field, uh, which then kind of makes us feel drained and fatigued. And we need the negative ions in order to feel relaxed and rested and renewed and uh, restored. And they help to kind of balance our energy field and our aura. So being near water is good this time of the year anyway and any time of the year, and especially during time periods where uh, we have uh, things happening within water signs, creating triangulations uh, in water signs, the way the moons and the sun and the stars and the planets are, are moving is what creates what's called those trines. So another reason um, for using this summer solstice energy, uh, all the solstices and equinoxes are always turning points. They're always times of transformation. They're always times of change. And I know some people are like, well, you're always talking about change. Well, that's because change is always happening. (laughs) And um, we can align ourselves for those change and be in balance and be in harmony with those changes. And thus we can move and flow with them and prosper from them. Or we can just kind of be, uh, unconscious to them and uh, sometimes even be victims of them because of uh, the unconsciousness uh, of, uh, of the changing tides and of the changing energies that um, may be affecting us and we're not aware of. So um, it's always better to be conscious and to be aware um, and so one of the things to be aware of is um, that there is um, uh, Mercury retrograde that is coming. Uh, there's three Mercury retrogrades that happen every single year. And um, th- this particular one is going to be June 7th through the 30th. And it appears to um, the, the planet Mercury, again, to the naked eye, it gives the appearance of moving backwards. And I always, always, always like to remind people about that uh, when it comes to retrograde because we don't want to beware we want to be aware there's a big difference between beware and be aware um, beware is fear-based and is negative and negativity based uh, negative thought energy around the word beware and fear um, and be aware is consciousness based and it's of the light and we have a much different reaction to it um, we want to be aware that Mercury is in retrograde and that it affects communications, especially. Um, sometimes it's very difficult uh, for communications to be clear. There can be communications breakdowns. Um, it usually can wreak havoc on communications, uh, but it just depends because sometimes um, Mercury retrogrades uh, affect certain people more than others. And uh, there's certain Mercury retrogrades that you may have 
have, of which it may affect you very little, and other ones in which it may affect you a lot. And that's because there's a lot of determining factors when you're dealing with these energies. There's not just one blanket effect that they have on all of us. And uh, it's, it's, it's a very complex system, and it's very complex because we're all different. And um, this celestial and cosmological influences affecting us personally are always at play when it comes to these ones that are also affecting us collectively. So it's never just a, a blanket. It's going to be like this type of thing. But we do want to be aware of it, and it can help us understand, oh, okay, well, that's why this uh, breakdown of communication happened, or that's why my, 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 my girlfriend and I or my husband and I are having difficulties communicating right now. It sounds like he's saying one thing and I'm saying something else, um, but really we're saying the same thing, but why does it sound like we're, we're, we're two, communicating in two different languages? Because those types of things can happen during Mercury retrograde periods. Um, and then, of course, uh, com- because we live in a, in, a, in a communications age, it can affect communication devices. Um, Mercury retrograde is known for affecting um, communication devices uh, of all types, computers, um, mechanical machines and devices, anything and everything pertaining to communications, and um, it and mechanical devices of other natures and other sorts, too, can also, again, be affected by... Um, Mercury retrograde. And the key word here is can be, right? Doesn't mean there always will be. And again, I'm not in any way, shape, or form uh, making this fear based. Because what I like to remind people of is that when Mercury is in retrograde, it is the appearance of backwards motion. If there is a communications breakdown, or if there is a breakdown in some communications instruments, or tools, or devices, or computers, or mechanical devices, then it may appear as a setback. It may actually feel as if backward motion is happening. Retrograde motion, backward motion is happening. But it's only the appearance of that. It's only the appearance of that. And so if you stay focused on the positive, stay focused on what you want, stay focused on what you want to create and just move with it and know, here's where the awareness comes in, know and be aware that it's the retrograde period. And so even more, we have to be patient. You know, we just have to know that during those times, we have to be more patient, we have to be more flexible, and we have to move and flow with it. Um, It's not a good time to begin new things um, with major contracts, major commitments, that type of thing. Um, At least it's not believed to be, although I have, and they've gone just fine, but then maybe there needs to be some changes or maybe there needs to be some redoing. Usually with retrograde, it's R, the words re, right? You know, redo, reset, rethink, reconfirm, you know, know, are all of those words that begins with re, okay? and so that's one of the reasons why people sometimes don't like to, you know, start major new things during retrograde periods because they may have to rethink or, or redo or, 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 or reset or uh, something else might have to be redone. Um, however, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing either. And like I said, I have many, many times uh, started new endeavors, uh, entered into major things and done major things during retrograde periods. In fact, I'm on uh, part of this tour. I have new workshops that I'll be doing, etc. during the time that the retrograde will be um, beginning and, 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 and happening. 
So it's not that you don't, you can't do anything during retrograde period. That's a very much a false idea. Uh, just be flexible and just be um, aware that you are going to need to be more patient and that maybe it'll take a little bit of back and forth or a little bit of rearranging, uh, perhaps whatever it takes, right? Um, and that's uh, very important is to just, if you do start something new, if you do begin something new, uh, then, then whatever it takes, just be committed to seeing it through and following it through and being in that flow, right? Being in that flow. Because even though Mercury is going to be retrograde, there's something else that's happening um, when you, uh, and you could do more research about this. Um, Vedic Astrology writes about it uh, and is the source where you can get the information from it. So there's, there's two major astrology systems on the planet. Um, that people tend to follow still to this day uh, that are most well known let's put it that way um, and that is uh, western astrology which is also known as tropical astrology and Vedic astrology which is uh, astrology that are, originates in India and the Vedic astrology is a sidereal astrology it's um, based on uh, actual positions of where the sun, moon, the stars are in the current uh, night sky which is a whole other complicated thing as to why that's not necessarily the case in Western astrology. Um, and <clears throat> uh, it's based on actual movements of actual planets at this actual time. Okay, um, So again, maybe in the future, I, I plan on actually having my husband join me on one of these podcasts, and he and I would like to explain uh, some of the differences between Western astrology and Vedic astrology and um, some of what I just explained uh, to you, uh, just said to you in a lot more depth and detail, because people are like, huh, what? You know, why wouldn't Western astrology tell us exactly where something is in the sky? And it's a long story that I'll have to get into later. So, but West Vedic astrology does um, is astronomically aligned. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, the astronomical uh, positions of things uh, are in the sidereal astrology or the, the the Vedic astrology system. Okay, so what they're talking about is happening is, and again, you can go read more about this and learn more about it through Vedic astrology sites. Is a transit of Jupiter that's going to be happening starting the June the 18th. So Mercury is going to be retrograde um, starting. June the 7th and will be retrograde all the way up until June the 30th so it's only a three week time period all the there's three Mercury retrogrades a year and they're all lasting for approximately three weeks so for three weeks Mercury will be retrograde but during that three weeks of Mercury being retrograde Jupiter is going to start transiting there's going to be a Jupiter transit and um, Jupiter is a very large planet it's the largest one in our solar system it takes a long time for it to make its transit um, so it will be transiting from June 18th, 2014 to approximately, I saw some different numbers say, you know, day before, day after, there's a slight, slight variations on this, um, July 13th, 2015. So from June 18th, 2014 to July 13th, 2015. So a little bit over a year actually will be in this period of the Jupiter transit. I'm actually very excited about it. Um, Jupiter transits are also um, called within that uh, Vedic astrology system, the Guru transit, 
because of uh, Jupiter's powerful and influential role of being a, a, a major and master teacher in our life and a major master influence uh, over uh, the energies here in our solar system as well as what we experience from it. And it's all very favorable. And again, it, I can't just say blanket, right? It's not just like I'm blank, making a blanket statement and saying for everyone and every situation, it's going to be a favorable time period. It just doesn't work that way. There's um, all these individual influences that are affecting us personally. But um, there are these collective influences that are affecting us all. And so uh, on the collective level, on the big level, uh, there are these positive energies coming from the Jupiter transit that will be very favorable. And um, there will be some Saturn energies joining that with that that will be very favorable. And for an entire year, it will be very favorable time, again, overall on the collective picture, right? Just kind of the bigger, more collective picture. And and then how that personalizes to each one of us, that's individualized, right? And that's different for each one of us. But it's a time period of expansion, of new growth, you know, the, the expansiveness of Jupiter. Um, and so there's uh, an, a time period of expansion, new growth. It, in, in general, again, on that collective, larger scale of things, uh, has a lot to do with prosperity, abundance, uh, and thus, uh, in general, again, people say that it's a time in which it's good for making travel and travel plans and investments and buying and selling homes and cars and, you know, major purchases of different kind. So at least uh, I, I'm like, well, regardless of how it inflects us all specifically on when it comes to the personal level, at least we finally have a, a, a positive, strong energy vibration here for expansion and, and abundance and prosperity that we're moving into. Things have been improving on that front for us, but it sure has been very opposite energy that we are coming out of uh, for quite a long time uh, here. So at least the energies are favorable, right? They're favorable for the new growth of prosperity and abundance in our lives, in our world, uh, for our cultures, for our peoples, and for our nations. And it's like a weather report. I, I like to think about um, astrology, astronomy. These, these things, um, they they don't uh, rule or dictate our lives, just like the weather doesn't rule or dictate our lives. But they have an influence on our lives, right? And so if we're planning something um, and the weather outside is completely uh, opposite to being favorable for what we're planning, it's going to really change those plans, right? So that's what it's, that's what this cosmic cosmological weather port uh, is for, uh, is to try to help you understand what the energies are that we're experiencing and um, how to align with them, make choices with them, work with them a little bit better in your life so that um, you're, you have that uh, favorable environment. Uh, so it provides, this Jupiter transit is going to provide a favorable environment for growth and uh, that's even with the Mercury retrograde energies, or so I think it's going to, um, it's going to add a whole other dynamic to the Mercury retrograde. There's no doubt about that. The fact that the Venus transit is happening and starting and beginning during the time of the Mercury retrograde, it um, very, it, it could have again different effects on different people, uh, but very well could um, help mitigate perhaps some of those uh, harsher effects of the Mercury retrograde uh, because of the f- strong favorable effects of the Jupiter transit. 
So, um, in fact, that's what I'm going to stay focused on and I'm going to stay concentrated on and try to anchor and vibrate more in my thoughts and uh, in my life because we create what we vibrate and um, we want to put that vibration and those intentions out there. Uh, so set your intentions, do your summer dreaming, and I will be back on the podcast on the new moon of next month. Uh, and if you want to uh, follow up with any of the things that I've been talking about, you can always go to, again, my website, which is AnnaJonesOnline.com, A-O-A-N-A, uh, J-O-N-E-S, uh, Anna Jones, online.com. And um, if you are on that website, um, I'll just want to make it a couple more quick announcements before I, I end the podcast completely. Uh, if you're interested this summer during the time period that we're in this Jupiter transit, um, uh, you can also go to my mysticalfrance.com if you're wanting to plan a retreat or plan a vacation or plan a spiritual uh, journey for yourself. Uh, um, we're going to be leading, my husband and I are going to be leading three pilgrimages three spiritual retreats in France um, this September and October and um, there we have all kinds of wonderful um, you know free tele- teleconference recordings that we have up on that website we have the itineraries for all three of those journeys uh, there's a week in the south a week in the north and a week that uh, a week an extended weekend in Paris so a week in the south of France a week in the north of France and an extended weekend in Paris and they're um, they, they, they you can uh, come to for just one so you can come just for the southern portion or you can some come to just for the northern portion or you can come just for the weekend in Paris so if you're interested during this Jupiter transit period of planning something uh, big and expansive for yourself and and really using this energy uh, and you want to plan a, a, a vacation this summer and, and but do something meaningful and fun then check out our mysticalfrance.com website as well and I will um, sign off and be thanking everybody so much for listening to this podcast today. Bye-bye.